0: Thank you for listening to OTR Off The Reap. It's John back at it with another one. Just because I always like to keep y'all up to date with what's going on with me. Last week, the reason why I didn't put one out was because normally, you know, I record around Wednesday, Thursday area, or sometimes a little bit before, but I ended up leaving my main job due to, you know, some things happen or whatever, and I just, I just ended up not going back. And... I'm still kind of dealing with it, and if this, I don't know how this episode's gonna come out, like, if y'all only understand how many times I had to re-record this, just to get this out, because I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all, I'm not really feeling it, not because of the topic, it's just, like, right now, you know, if I had it my way, I do, like, I, I would go back to my normal behaviors, and just put this off, right, and try to deal with this on my own, or keep, like, not necessarily avoiding this, but, you know, I told you when things go hard sometimes, like, my thing is I try to shut out the world, but, all right, but what would be the cost of that ultimately, right? I wouldn't get no further, and because I, I mess with y'all so tough that, in essence, I owe it to you, not really indebtedness, like, not in the, the same kind of indebtedness that you would think, but it's, just like, my my love for y'all, especially those who listen, because, again, I've been getting feedback from a few people and i see that some of y'all really rock with me and i appreciate that so that's what that's what i mean by indebted you know i I definitely ultimately believe in reciprocity today's topic is going to be the cost of living and if you're like most people you really may think in terms of the cost of living towards finances or like the financial cost of living but today we're going to touch on something else we're going to talk about the emotional cost of living, the mental cost of living, and the physical cost of living. Because I think that people often overlook that when thinking about decisions that they make. You don't really, especially in the emotional side, because depending on what that emotion may rise, you may feel like F it today and then regret it tomorrow. So we'll start with the emotional cost. Relationships, whether they be work relationships, romantic relationships. Familial relationships, friendship relationships, whatever the cause may be, have you and the people that you love been making deposits in an emotional bank account? I don't know about y'all, but on the cool, right? Like, so of you, i done heard multiple people break up, and they do say that finances is one of the biggest contributors to people like breaking up or getting a divorce and all those different things. And, yeah, it may be the finances, but ultimately, I also feel like it's the emotional side to it. Because if you're the one making most of the deposits and the other person draining you, we would call that a toxic relationship. And we often overlook the cost of that. For the sake of love, for the sake of family, for the sake of friendship, I've seen people give themselves at a discounted rate. Right? You, what I mean by that is, you'll put your values or lower your values to accommodate somebody else's feelings to accommodate somebody else's mindset to make them more comfortable while ultimately ultimately making yourself uncomfortable thinking that, Oh, one day they'll catch on and it'll work, but that's not how that should go. Let's be real. It's not how it go. And if you've been in that type of relationship, you could definitely feel me on that because when you're the one putting in the effort or even not putting in the effort, that's why if you're the person that's doing the draining, you can't be mad that the one person finally stood up to you and said, hey, you know what, enough is enough, whether it be in the form of a boundary or in a form of distance. Because who are you to deny that person from being the best versions of themselves? And who is that person if the shoe was on the other foot? Like, why would they deny you of being the best? Yeah, we should be great together, but sometimes we're not. And understanding that, hey, this is who I am. I have my standards. I place this value upon myself again, not in terms of dollars and cents, because I remember that that was one of the things. Like, how much are you worth? And people would yell out a number. I'm worth a million dollars. Like, but cut it out now. Especially getting older. Uh, cut it out. Me, myself included. Brian never touched a million or seen a million like a person. I ain't seen thousands. You know I'm saying I seen them racks on racks on racks, but I, I ain't seen a million. And even then, is it really worth it? Right? So, are you draining the emotional bank account? Or is the person that you're in a relationship draining it? And what's that emotional cause? How many nights do you really have to go to sleep crying? How many times do you have to walk into your own household feeling like you're walking on eggshells? Or you're trying to avoid a person because... You don't want to upset them even though you're upset. So that's something to think about. With that being said, that also leads to something when people don't want to end a relationship. And they'll hold on to the relationship saying that they don't want to hold, like hurt the other person when that's not the case. What they're really trying to do is hold on to safe face. Because what you'll do is rationalize this and go, I'm a good person. So a good person does X, Y, and Z. Wrong, you're a good person. You care for that person, and it's over to you. Let it be over then. You know what I'm saying? And like, it let it go. Cause you're not doing that for the other person. You're doing that for your ego, you're trying to stroke someone. One time, and you gotta cut that out. Like, and it's okay. Just because that person was with you tomorrow may not be not may not mean they're gonna be with you today or tomorrow. But while they're there, yeah, hold on to it. Value it as long as you can. But when you know that things ain't good, and I'm not talking about when the shit get rocky. I'm saying, like, when you know that it's over, because some of y'all know that when it's fed up, y'all be fed up. I didn't been there, but I actually really haven't. Because, again, yeah, that's one thing I am good at is uh, <laughs> uh, necessarily cutting people off. You guys, D Mills if I ever get them on the show. And if he listened to this, he may laugh at that, because for sure, you know, I could <laughs> I could I could uh cut people off and it they, they won't bother me. And then I also noticed like, we build walls, right, and there's a difference in building a wall and building boundaries. Because to me, a boundary is like building a wall, but you have a lit gate or a door on it. Because I, something can still come through and go out. But when you build this wall, it's not meant to be penetrated. And how many of us have done this because emotionally we've been hurt? We've been let down. We're angry. Somebody then did something that they may not even know they completely done and opened up a, a unhealed wound that you suppressed or I suppressed. And now... Because it reminds us of something familiar, we act in those familiar ways, and this is kind of what I meant for trauma for uh, trauma for trauma. When we're talking about coping mechanisms, we live in an era we're building up that wall and saying, "If everybody has been cool, and it's not though, it's not because you have to ask yourself at what cost. We forget that emotions paint pictures vividly for us. I can say it again: emotions paint pictures that vivid. If you notice that when things are happy, the world seems brighter. When things are bad, the world seems darker. You got your days where you're just living in the moment. Everything's carefree, as perfect as it can be. Time goes by, and sometimes the day goes by and you did not even notice it. You just enjoyed that moment. So at what emotional cost are we really living Are you a person that gives yourself at a discount at what cost? Another emotional thing that people often overlook is it's not so much an emotion, right? But they invoke emotion. And it's silence and seeking to understand because they go hand in hand. Right now, we live in such an opinionated world that everybody got something to say. And I for sure, for sure, for sure, have been one of those people that like, I got to come back. I'm going to snap right back. You say something, especially if it's something that I kind of don't agree with, or even if it might remind me of something, I want to put my two cents in and let you know that I understand by giving you an example that has nothing to do with you. You may begin to talk about yourself, talk about this other person. When a person in front of you wants to feel that they're understood. And that you're hearing them. So whenever we get into arguments, whenever we feel upset, whenever think even when we're in a time of happiness or pleasantness or whatever it may be, silence is an art, a lost art at that. And I did get that from a book. No, it's called the Lost, the Lost The Lost Art of Silence. And it's just talking about pausing, waiting a moment, actually making sure that you truly understand what's being said. Without the emotions, without the ego. If it reminds you of something, cool, put that to the background. But listen to the person. Understanding heals. Sometimes people just want to talk it out. When we're in relationships, ultimately, it does feel way, 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 way better to be understood than be right on both ends of the, the, the spectrum. Because as long as I don't have to agree with you, but as long as you understand the point and can see where I'm coming from, that's gonna make me feel heard. That's gonna make me feel like you appreciate me. As long as I sit there and take the time to listen to you, I know that's gonna help. That's how we're gonna come closer to each other. If you might forget what you're gonna say, put it in your notebook. Be respectful and just be like, I gotta note this down because it's something that you said, but I wanna I wanna give you full attention. In today's times too, I agree with it. Well, let's take the word selfishness. I think that sometimes we look at it as a bad, it has like bad connotation, a bad sound to it, a bad taste to it. And it can be, like I said, if the selfishness is draining the emotional bank account, then we know something wrong. But sometimes you do got to be a little selfish for yourself. And that make, like I said, because that's where the boundaries may come in. If you're not going to be emotionally there for yourself, I can't expect nobody else for, you to, uh, for them to be too Hopefully I didn't lose you. I kind of stumbled on that one. And then I'm going to bring my pulse. I may delete that out. But yeah, I mean, look. Always make sure that you say what you need to be said. If you feel some type of way, go ahead and express it. However it may come out. And I'm not just saying just lash out at a person. Because, again, what's the emotional cost of that? If you just sit there and unjustifiably tear into somebody? What's the emotional cost, not only for you and for the other person? Are you going to put your foot in your mouth about that later on? Or are you going to stand on what you said? One thing about it is, if you know me, you know this. I'm going to say what i say, and it's going to be intentional. I don't apologize a lot, not because I feel like I'm wrong, but I said what I said, straight up. I, mean, I said what I said. Now, it may not it may it may not you know came across how I intended it, but then we could go back if you were still willing to listen to me and ain't hurt. We'll go back and talk about it. Sometimes before you get into some get into something, you gotta ask yourself what's the emotional cause. Now let's move on to the mental cause. I am a person who has high standards on myself. One thing about it is that has worn me down mentally. It has stopped me from making. Not decisions, but let's say taking actions toward things. In the Leap of of Faith episode, I remember talking about how you got to chase perfection in the moment. Chasing perfection in the moment meaning making something as perfect as it can be in that moment and then putting it out there in whatever form it may be. If you're a blog writer, put that blog writer or put that blog out. If you're somebody who has a project you can still put it out. Or, like I said, like in terms of working in a, the, the work world, it's a little different, but it's still the same as far as taking whatever you can and then just putting it out to the higher up so that they, they can tweak it because they're going to look at the imperfections different than you are. And I know that from an artist's perspective, when we put something out, because we put, we put our soul into it, we put our emotion into it, that we want it to be as perfect as it can be, Mainly, though, in fear of other people's rejections, right? Other people's opinions. Because sometimes they hurt. I'm going to keep it a buck, right? But what's the mental cost of not putting something out there because you've been chasing perfect- perfection for so long? There's people that I know that got beats or music or posts not even take because they've been chasing the perfect moment, chase- chasing the perfect time. They don't feel like they wrote the perfect lyrics. Or the perfect verse to a poem. They don't got the perfect cast for a movie. You can always remake something. You can always redo it. Who knows? You may put it out and want to move on to something else anyway. But you still got to take action. And that's what I mean. The mental cost of not doing something and chasing perfection is that you're going to beat yourself up and end up letting life go by you. Remember, everything under the sun is vanity. Comfort. Comfort is a silent killer. The moment that we begin to be comfortable with situations, you notice that we stop wanting to achieve most of the time because we see life as, oh, it's good, where it's at. It's not about looking at the grass greener on the other side, but it's going, hey, at least my grass is green, or it's not what it used to be. And so comfort's comfort will stagnate progression. Comfort will stagnate progression. It's a silent killer. It's okay to achieve more. It's okay to want to be more. And I'm not saying that the cost of not seeing or not being good where you're at. But be good where you're at until you get to where you want so you could continuously grow. So you continuously move forward. So you can continuously go to a higher balance. Know the actual ledge with knowledge. Another thing that we could talk about, the mental cost, is the mental cost of being stuck in the past. Because being stuck in the past will have you really depressed. No longer, like, I don't know if y'all know this because I can't remember if I touched on this in some of the other episodes, but we make ourselves sick. That's why I like the word when people spell disease, like, that's disease. We cause disease within ourselves. And being stuck in the past is one of them because we continuously, continuously relive the same moments over and over and over without making any progression. We don't think in terms of, hey, okay. I won't let that same situation happen again if it if it comes up and we forget that those same situations will arise, just not in the same form. And then we fail again and don't connect the dots and draw that line and being like, "Oh, here it goes," because again, you will relive the same lessons. Like if you ain't learned that lesson, you gonna continuously relive it if you didn't know. Now you know. Another part of that goes living too far in the future. What that will cause anxiety because you'll get nervous. You get so caught up in not making a mistake, not being perfect, what other people think, the criticism, whether it be constructive or not, that living to or not even living up to your own standards, again, as if it won't change as you progress. Thinking too far in the past causes depression. Thinking too far forward causes anxiety. So the point would be that is, run at your own pace. Nip said it the best. This really is a marathon. Marathon nobody's going to live a life, your life better than you. That's why you were given this. This is an opportunity to live it the best possible way that you can. What's the mental cost of not doing it? What's the mental cost of not taking action? What's the mental cost of not saying the things that need to be said, doing the things that need to be done, trying things, learning new experience and all that? Because mentally, you'll constantly beat yourself up, and if you have that little voice in your head to tell you you're not worth it, that's how you're going to feed into it. The physical cost. Now, this one, this one's a different one. With the physical cause, like, my first natural reaction is probably to go to, like, eating well and stuff like that. Because remember, I live in a gym and love the gym. You know, now you boys certified personal trainer. But even before that, it's just a physical, like, so I'm into the, the actual physicalness in that sense. But before I get into that, remember I just said that I left my other job, which is no longer my job. The physical cost of me showing up to a place where I didn't want to be led to the mental cost and the emotional cost because now I'm physically putting myself in a place of uncomfort but not for a good reason at this. The money's not going to add up and it didn't. They weren't going to pay me for what I felt like I was really valued to that company. And then what it did was... It started depleting from every other thing. My mental cost, right? I started giving myself at a discount. Now I'm beating myself up mentally about that. Emotionally, I dreaded going to work on a daily basis by showing up to a place I didn't want to be there physically. How many of us have been there or are doing that right now? If you think taking a risk of leaving that place is scary... Just think about next year and how you want next year to go. If you imagine next year going as perfect as possible, is where you're at physically matching that right now. And if it's not, what can you do to change it? When I think about physicalness, I also think about longevity because tomorrow starts today. And that could be in a sense of eating well, exercising, or again, showing up to work. I didn't think I was going to see my 30s, but I'm here now. Your not looking like he might be here to his 40s too, though. And his 50s and whatever. So think longevity. Because tomorrow always comes a lot quicker than when we just let life pass us by. So you must start planning for that. It. And it's okay. You may not know and not be able to plan for everything. But just because you're able to, do it as much as possible. Again, we're not chasing perfection. And the long like we're just trying to chase perfection in the moment and learn as we go. Now to get back to the physical side. You gotta eat to live. I think in one episode I do feel like eating food is like alchemy because you you really cause life or death. You may not be turning things into gold, but it is about curing and healing. Junk food, of course, tastes good. I am one of the first people to tell you like my kryptonite is snack right now and cheese, but I'm working on it. Cause I love sugar, but at the same time, is eating that snack worth me possibly developing some some illness that I could have prevented, or the potential of me not being able to move around like I would want to? Cause I'm gonna keep it a bug fizzy. Two things that I want to do when I get older is enjoy life by being able to wipe my own ass on a G on G O D, and being able to move and function properly. I ain't trying to lose my hair, but at the same time, if I think that overall, if I had to lose my hair compared to moving and all that, I'm good. I can do that. Plus, if you didn't know, man, you feel good, you'll live good and vice versa. So you got to feel comfortable in your own skin. And again, this is not making obesity and being overweight, okay? Because at one point, that's gonna that could cause problems and why bet against it? And one of the physical causes It's just the time. How often do we put ourselves in a place where we don't need to be and could use that time more wisely, either being surrounded by people that we love or doing something that we know we need to do? Because it's easy for us to give up, how to put this, important work versus busy work. And busy work is just keeping yourself preoccupied to make it seem like you have a busy schedule versus doing the things that we need to do. Now, overall, with this whole podcast, and hopefully, man, I, I don't know how it sounded to y'all, but if we look at it, the emotional cost, the mental cost, the physical cost, the currency of all of this is actions. Take action to whatever it is. If it's on the emotional side, make sure you really love those who you love, and those you don't or love, not necessarily less, but... Like I said, it's been draining. Put those boundaries up. That's an action. Love yourself. Because, again, you can't really love nobody else until you love yourself. And nobody's going to love you better than you. So get to it. The mental cause. Actions. Taking time out if you need a break. Before you get burned out. Before you put too much stress on something that may never happen. And that's one thing I didn't touch on. How many times mentally have we prepared for a situation that never arose? It may be in the thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of situations that we thought about that never happened. So take action. You can prevent that from happening by taking action. If you think it's going to happen, whoa, what, what action steps can you take today to prevent it? At least in that form of way of thinking, because this is chestnut checkers on this one. The physical cause. Remove yourself if you need to remove yourself. Ultimately, eat better. Exercise. Take care of yourself. If you don't want to do it alone, hire a trainer. Shout out to you, boy. You know what I'm saying? You can hit me up. But if not, just work out with somebody. Work out with a friend. Start doing the things you love and love the things that you do. Because like I said, death is promised to us just like life is promised to us. Me hoping that tomorrow's going to come may not happen. If it doesn't, this has been OTR all the years.